friends and fellow congregants. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, or whatever winter festivus or solstice you may be celebrating this time of year. This week, I have a very special episode. Didn't get enough of Uncle Story on this week's episode of another podcast? Well, don't you fret your greasy little noggin over that one. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this slightly ear-splitting episode where I got to interview Brother Reed and Pastor Andrew from The Story Must Be Told. Hello, and welcome to the Portrait of Knox podcast, the podcast where I read the picture of Dorian Gray out loud. But this week, I am joined by the wonderful Pastor Andrew and Brother Reed from The Story Must Be Told. Welcome. Story praise, grace be upon you. Grace be upon you. Thank you for having us, and thank you to The Story for bringing us together. Thank you for agreeing to be here. How is your day going? To be fair, um, it's been a little rotten, a little trying. Uh, I've been dripping uh, things from all of the humors, and I'm pretty grateful the story has challenged me like this. Yeah, the story today has been, um, my life has been brutal and unforgiving from the moment I woke up until now, and I couldn't be more grateful for the story for making today the way it is praise the story praise the story glad to hear your days are going very poorly i I would have been disappointed otherwise now it's been a while at least from what i've heard but have there been any more exciting happenings around the compound i know it was a while back that there was a raid and i haven't heard anything more on that well it it all comes down i mean raid (laughs) Raid is kind of a that's a that's a loaded term. I think there were a couple of misunderstandings. Um, yeah, a forced invitation. A, a forced invitation and an unwelcome. I would say an intrusion, but it was all a matter that's been it's getting cleaned up. Not in the courts yet. We hope it won't have to come to that. But um, it's just a hiccup, is what I would call it. And I would say, brother Reed, I, I think things have never been better since. I think it's one of the best things that's that's ever happened to us. Yeah, having the feds uh, interrupt our services was in many ways kind of a, I don't know how you put it, like like we've arrived, like we, we finally hit the market, and that felt good, that felt nice. Couldn't agree more. Very, very wise words, Brother Reed. So you have expanded from your podcast to also... Well, I mean, you've had it for a while now, but also regularly uh, uploading videos to your YouTube channel. But a little while before that, you had released your short film, The Dog, The Boy. What was that like, seeing that come to life for the world to experience? Oh, boy. It <laughs> it was a long process. Um, in some ways, you might say The Dog, The Boy predates any of the story. Not that the story has an origin or a beginning date. But uh, it was really neat watching it come together with each iteration, getting the music and the little bits of effects and the coloring, just watching it kind of come together. It also kept losing time. It started off as almost 25 minutes and it it got shaved down quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah, and um, it it wasn't the first time the clergy had worked together either to make a story come flesh. Uh, 
although I don't, the story hadn't presented it to us in such a way that it is today, but um, it involved Deacon Adam putting it together and producing it. And uh, liturgical director Carl also um, was out there in Wisconsin with us, uh, collecting all the audio and putting it together. And um, I apologize. I don't know if it's just my computer. But... No, I also had that problem. <laughs> you want to try that one more time, Pastor Andrew? Yes, and just stop me if you can't hear me. Okay. Um, I've been struggling with my bandwidth all day. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I have a text from Pastor Andrew saying, take it away, Brother Reed. No I think problem. what he was trying to say uh, was that Deacon Adam put in a lot of work uh, directing that video. Liturgical director Carl, who does all of the music and editing with uh, The Story Must Be Told, he did all the music for that and did some awesome work, so... It was just cool seeing everyone's talents come together through the grace of the story to really make a beautiful finished product. I've watched it twice now. It was very compelling. That's great <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> What's your favorite part? Did you like seeing Pastor Andrew's bare naked hams? <laughs> yep. Uh, between that and the, I think my favorite part is the uh, staring contest and just the anger that gets brought up during the, once the transformation has occurred and everyone's sitting on the couch watching TV and <laughs> it's just, nope, can't have that anymore. And it just seemed very real. <laughs> it was very real. <laughs> so that is... I think the longest, besides your uh, stream that you uploaded, I think that's your longest uh, video currently on the channel. How have you been feeling now that you guys are doing uh, more regularly released content? How has that felt? Like, what is what has that experience been like for you guys? Um, before I cut out, uh, I would say that the dog, the boy, was the most grueling experience we've had in terms of work. It was like fourteen-hour shooting days and flying all the way out to Wisconsin through the grace of the story so that we could shoot it. Um, so that was a very intense, small amount of time to get a lot of stuff done. But now the story is, <laughs> is more of an ongoing labor of love, I would say. Mm. Labor of love and labor of terror. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> yeah, it's been really cool having the content come out for everyone to see and having an audience for it has been the... Exactly. Thing. All of the congregants watching, the fact that you've seen it twice has been kind of astounding. So having the pressure of the audience of, okay, now they know what you do. Now they want more of it. Yeah. Uh, it puts a little uh, reality into it. Makes mm -hmm. you actually like, oh, darn, I actually have to finish this this week. And prior to the story, Brother Reed and Pastor Andrew, it's impossible to tell how long they've been working together. But for years and years before this, uh, they didn't really have a, an audience, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's so great to have a congregation come around us because we're super, super grateful for everyone who partakes in the story every other week and who watch our videos after working so hard for so long, now that we've seen the light of the story and the story has been shared with the congregation. It's great to have a congregation of people who will let us explore the story and new things and challenge ourselves in new ways. 
Um, mm. And when we did Dog the Boy, we were really just throwing that out there into the void. But now that we have the trust and the support of our congregants, we can just keep pushing it further and further. And the more we release now, Brother Reed, um, the more it's just more rewarding every single time we do it. Every story, even just every little social interaction that we have gives gives me a rush to this day. We've been doing it for a while. That is very lovely. Speaking of pushing yourselves and doing new things to get the story out there, one of the episodes in the podcast that I thought really pushed the envelope for you guys uh, writing-wise was the uh, Prepsa and the Prepsy poetry and kind of song <laughs> tempo that you kept up for the whole episode. Oh, yeah. Oh goodness. Was was that in the story or did you guys take the story and turn it into something so beautiful because it was incredible? Uh, way. I'll, I'll talk about that. I mean, when we were talking about the audience letting us experiment and try things out in the back of my mind is like, they let us do an epic poem for <laughs> way too long. Yeah, that was the exact episode I was thinking of because it is such a change in format. It was it was originally written as a long psalm because I don't know I suppose the story felt it fit to uh I mean we've had psalms before and they're normally you know 30 seconds maybe a minute I was like well let's see how long we can make this one and it, it kind of came out as a, a fun traditional folk ballad in a weird way <laughs> I very much enjoyed it that's great I know for in particular that episode was true story agony on liturgical director Carl. He uh, had to invent all of the music, and oh. the meter didn't always make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I know uh, Devin is surely the punching bag of our congregation, and mm. nearly every morning I scream at him until I'm hoarse, but liturgical director Carl is the true martyr of the story, and mm -hmm. I think to speak to his martyrdom, he is the most unsung. <laughs> truly because <laughs> he uh you guys have a very i think very active twitter presence but i only just found his twitter page about 10 minutes before we started this interview <laughs> ironically <laughs> so oh goodness he he does seem like he uh he i don't know if he necessarily prefers uh behind the scenes but definitely what work he does is very much appreciated oh we will share those words with him he will know yeah, it was, I'll ch I'll chastise him and then let him know that to, to some below. <laughs> no, he's definitely and... a little more behind the scenes. Uh, Pastor yeah. Andrew's sister Callista and I have definitely taken the burden of being in the public eye for the story. It's it's no burden for me though. I get to brunch with Chris Ludacris Bridges. Um, I get to spend quality time with uh, my good friend Dwayne the Rock and his family. Mm -hmm. uh, just wonderful, beautiful people. Their wedding in Hawaii was gorgeous. Um, mm -hmm. And I was selected to to read of the story. Um, not a dry eye in the house. Not because it was moving. It was just, it was um, upsetting, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, on the other hand, I, I only get Howie Mandel. I'm not a big Howie fan, but, uh, you know, it's nice to have a celebrity congregant that likes you, but give it a rest. than Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, oh my god, please. Yeah. Oh my Lord. oh my story, please don't. And the story just uh notified me as well, Deacon Adam. Uh we've sent a missive to him that we can push back our meeting to seven forty five so we can let's keep this oh. we'll keep this story going. 
Lovely. Let's bring in a through line with a sister Callista. She is great at interviewing the congregants. How did she become sort of the the face of definitely the children's section mm-hmm. of the story, but kind of being the one to say hello to everyone that comes past the story? I think it's partly to do with her just natural charisma. Uh, she's a very welcoming presence as opposed to, uh, you know, some of the other figures in the church, uh, myself, Brother Reed. Mm-hmm. I know I could be a bit of an isolated loner. I've not always been myself. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like Shalms. It's it's funny how... It's bone chilling. It's bone chilling. <laughs> um, yeah, Sister Callisto, we realized we needed a, a, to make room for the tots because uh, parents alone can't worship the story. Not to mention the noise they were making in the congregation. And uh, we've known Sister Callista for, for quite some time, and we thought she would be she would be a perfect fit for grilling the young tots and putting up with Devin. And she might give a, a nice, uh, she has a nice veneer. She she seems pleasant, but I, I, I promise you deep down, she's um, not. Yeah, I'm happy you mentioned her veneer, because when I think of Sister Callista, I think all that veneer. <laughs> the three of you did one live show that I know of. Have you done more since then? We did do one live appearance at a show uh, put on by Lorelai Ramirez that she invited us out for. Uh, so far, that has been the only other official story uh, gathering. We did do one as a production company, which, uh, strictly speaking, isn't the story entirely. And isn't, uh, it's a lot of the same people, but it wasn't the story, so... We've had some live shows, but we are planning more. Yes, we're kind of in the thick of it right now. We just finished producing a bunch of videos that took a long time, and where the story is helping us get our footing with releasing one every other week now because the amount of work was just uh, gargantuan. Um, mm-hmm. Because despite despite all the story gives to us, uh, Brother Reed, Sister Callista, and I still are, are imprisoned eight hours a day here and there. <laughs> um, but now that we're moving forward, we have some plans in the works, don't we, Brother Reed? Oh, yes, Pastor oh, Ann. Yes. Uh, yes. I think we can talk. We do have, like, a new short film in the pro- in progress. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're hard working on that. Uh, so once, kind of like the last short, or uh, the last live show that had the Dog of the Boys, the centerpiece, we're making a new uh, live show that have a new short as the centerpiece. So as the pieces come together, we'll start taking that around, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Nice. A story soon, hopefully, we'll have some, some funding under, um, so that we can... Oh, a little bit of, little yeah, bit of cut out. Yeah, losing a little past Andrew. Uh, but yes, to corroborate what he's saying, hopefully we're... There is a Patreon starting, something we have uh, just found out about. Apparently, the internet can give you money. I'm still learning about things. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're hoping to get a little bit of funding for the for our further projects so we can just keep doing story shit. Definitely. You guys have created amazing content for over a year now. And ironically, around the time you made the announcement on the podcast that it would be every other week instead of weekly... I was standing out at my bus station waiting to get to work in the cold, in the rain, and I was like, how can they do this every single week? Aren't they going to get tired at some point? And then that episode came on, and I was like, 
yup, yup. <laughs> and I was like, I was actually very relieved for all of you. I was very happy that you were going to take a little extra time because I was like, the content you make is amazing, but it seems so demanding to yeah. do. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. The first week we didn't have a deadline, it kind of made us realize how insane we were. Like, oh my what gosh. were we doing? Not that yes. we were getting the story did it to us. <laughs> it, it's been and nice to have... Like, we... In our hearts, we did believe we could have kept going like that. But more than anything, it's nice to have the time to put into the episodes. And as a result, every story we put out is about double the length of what they used to be. So yeah, we'll see how much um, time we're actually saving. Something that was really great about that whole transition, too, was how it's all the congregants had the same reaction that you did as well like they were all so grateful for all the work that we put into it um up to that point and now we can put even more work into it um but it was interesting because when the story told us to go every other week i don't think brother reed um the clergy had any misgivings at all that people would be upset about that because i feel like we've we've established such a a strong base yeah no the response from everyone was wonderful everyone was very understanding which was pretty cool. We were very grateful. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people can't get away with that. Their audiences are a bit a bit more greedy for whatever <laughs> for whatever reason. So I I can see why you would be nervous on the on the outset to be like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> we're but only betraying you a little. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Only just a little. But if everyone just hangs out kind of I think that's part of it is because if uh most of the congregation hangs out kind of everywhere that you guys are so having such an active presence on Twitter and all the stuff to like find and catch up on on YouTube it's like it's fine to wait an extra week and honestly there's so many episodes out on the podcast right now that it's like really easy to re-listen to because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's a lot of it's a lot of information a lot of fun information <laughs> But it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot that story. I loved that story. Oh, nice. It's funny what happens when you have almost 100 episodes with nothing linking them together. <laughs> the two of you and Sister Callista are the beautiful through line that everyone wants to know more about. Oh, well, thank you. The, the and Chalms. That the congregants oh, and Chalms. Chalms. That did bring me to one question about about charms with the more recent developments mm -hmm. that have uh, gone down. Now that charms is kind of flipped everything with Brother Reed, mm -hmm. do you feel that you still want the same things Brother Reed wanted? Um, I'm a little confused by the question because I've always been Brother Reed. Um, I don't recall any change. In fact, as time goes on, I'm very certain Chalms was uh, purely fictional. I don't, I don't think he ever existed or had any place in the story whatsoever. If you go back to those episodes, he's not there. Um, so I think I'm the exact same brother Reed I've always been. Um, you know, I love eating cellulose. I don't make any waste. And when I sleep and I wake up, my sheets are soaked with maple syrup. That sounds about right from yeah. what I've heard. So minor differences, minor changes here and there. 
Uh, my teeth sometimes switch places across the gap of my mouth. And um, I don't know if anyone else has this, but nipples keep appearing. Found one on the bottom of my foot. And I think that's just always been that way. But, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's changed. I don't, I don't know. When I bathe Brother Reed once a week, too, it's amazing just to see all the continual transformations that his body is going through. It's fascinating to me. Truly a work of story. And as much as Shalms never did exist, I do miss him wherever he is. I miss Shalms the most, I think. I, I, I have a feeling Shalms will, will be back. I feel him in my heart, and he's not responding to my, my signals, my calls out to him. Um, but I... I think we haven't seen the last of Chalms. If it makes me feel better, Pastor Andrew, I, I kind of feel like Chalms is here with us right now. Absolutely. You Without know, when two or more people are gathered in the presence of story, there too is Chalms. Sweet, sweet wax boy. Oh, so sweet, so kind in his so, ways. So sweet and grease, grease, true. Oh. <laughs> In his, in his powder, his powder blue vest and rosy cheeks, so sweet, so true. I love the folds of his skin because mm -hmm. you know you could kiss Shams and kiss Shams, and you'll never run out of spaces to kiss. He's a constantly mutating boy, mm -hmm. if he ever existed. I don't. Again, I don't know. That is a great through line too. A question that I have been fascinated by, just that entire interaction, that entire moment. Uh, the story provides very descriptive and unique wording that <laughs> most general public people would not feel comfortable or willing to use in everyday life. But it works so well with what you guys do. Did the story bring that to you? And if so, where Possibly. Could you imagine it coming from? <laughs> um, that's a comment Brother Reed and I have gotten for well over a decade. I would think. <laughs> or a question, I guess. Yeah. Before the story was our, our lifeblood, uh, Pastor Andrew and I did plenty of things together on stage, standing up, you might say. And um, we've developed a twin language just through constant talking to each other that I don't know I don't have it with anyone else it's <laughs> it's it's very very special to us I, I think I think yeah just years and years and years of uh performing together and seeing the story together of course of course and traveling and being at our our poorest for a very long time um it's the only brother Reed I can rely on <laughs> that is quite sweet and I never knew the two of you were magicians before this yes, that is exactly standing up on stage we're exactly. talking car tricks <laughs> look at this hand now look at this hand oh they were the same hand That's it's hard to explain in words but that's one of my tricks kind of have to be there yes yeah. I, I believe it and I am just very sad I was never there to see one of these live performances of your magic on stage but someday <laughs> if it makes you feel better most of the time, no one was there either. <laughs> Very tiny audiences. Very tiny. Well, that is their loss. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you for saying it the way it should be said. Mm -hmm. Someone must speak the truth besides <laughs> the story. 
We must just all follow it. So some people, like Devin, have more than one story. Mm -hmm. Is there a limit to how many someone can have? Because as we've seen, you don't have to be human or even necessarily alive at a certain point to still have a story. So someone could probably die and still have a story at some point after their death. Oh, absolutely. And that will most certainly happen to Devin. The story's never going to be done with that greasy sack of pathetic. He disgusts me, and the mere thought of him brings bile to my throat. Um, But he's been truly blessed because the story just compounds story after story after story on top of him. And I think spiritually he might be broken, but his spine still works. So thanks, Story, for that. I mean, in a way, he's kind of an anomaly because you're right. There can be infinite stories for a congregants, but most of the time you get your one story. You get... You're lucky if you even get that. Some people aren't even a big part of their own stories. And then, um, I don't know, the story just keeps doling it out on them. It's countless stories of his have been denied as well to just further his agony and ripen him to bear fruit of yet another story. That's something I'm curious about. Pastor Andrew, do you think it's worse to have your story told or to have your story denied? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for clearing that up. Yes. I just have to agree 100% with Pastor Andrew on that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do you have time for a final question before you must leave? But of course. I think that'd be perfectly adequate. So this may be too deep of a question. And if so, I'll skip to the next one. I respect <laughs> privacy. Pastor Andrew, what led you to the story? The story led itself to me in such a way because the story is both the beginning and the end. And when I was at the end of my own story, the beginning of it found me somewhere in the middle so that every time I approach the beginning of a story, I'm at my end of the story so that it can be one constant motion, if that's clear. Couldn't have phrased it any better. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. This was lovely. Oh, thank you so much for reaching out to us and giving us this wonderful venue, your your podcast, to share the good word of the story. Um, I really enjoyed the, the idea of a podcast. We're hoping to start one soon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. Story, story willing. Yeah. I mean, you know, we record the services from our weekly, you know, church service, but... They keep saying, like, do a podcast, you know, get get your friends together, you know, chit chat. So we're, we're looking into it. Chat story, you know. Yeah. And I do believe this is the first congregant we've spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so blessed right now. <laughs> you, you should. The grease should. of the story is inches thick surrounding you. You might find it hard to breathe, but that's just the story saying you're welcome. When you wake up in a panic, be truly grateful. Oh, I will. Every night. (laughs) Every night at 1.03 a.m. Every night. Perfect time. The story hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again so much. And I hope you guys have a terrible, awful evening. Blessed with the story's embrace. May you two have a strenuous evening. 
And thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. May the grease be upon you and yours. The story must be told. The story must be told. The story must be told. Thank you again, Brother Reed and Pastor Andrew, for your time and for this invaluable interview. Find the story online and all the wonderfully creative people that bring it to you. They've got a podcast. They've got a website. They've got merch. They've got a Patreon. They have a YouTube channel and they all have Twitter accounts. Follow them. They are extremely entertaining and educational. The story compels you. Hope you guys have a lovely winter festivus and I will talk to you again soon.